Hey everyone, this is Tiffany and welcome back. Please enjoy the rest of our episode on resilience with Dr. Steve Hammond. So with the time we have left, I'd like to, you know, touch on, you know, how, you know, someone could, you know, facing any kind of loss or even what Howard described, you know, read that, you know, Paul went through, how anyone facing that kind of just, I don't know, tremendous adversity really developed their resilience. So how do we do that? Sure. In any order, this could occur, but psychologists that have studied resilience have boiled it down to two so sort of four uh, aspects that really build resilience after adversity. Mm-hmm. And the first one of these is to connect with others. Don't isolate. Mm-hmm. You know, some yeah. amount of time to be alone and lick our wounds and regroup after a tragedy is very normal. Yeah. But we have to be careful that we don't isolate and end up missing the kind of empathy and caring that can give us healing and hope. Uh, Here I'd also mention that uh, faith in God has shown over and over again in the research to be a causative factor and sustaining factor in resilience. Amen and amen. Yes. So why is that? We know why, but why is that? (laughs) (laughs) Sure. I'll just cite uh, three reasons here. First, a relationship with God can sometimes, for a while at least, be the only relationship that seems to foster hope in our life. The only relationship that provides a sense of calling and a vision uh, for that call. You think of Joseph, the figure in the Old Testament, mm-hmm. thrown into prison. Before that, he was betrayed by family and close associates. Really, during those years in prison, God was all he had, and God brought uh, Joseph through. He did. A second uh, factor here with a relationship with God is that a healthy relationship with God fosters active engagement with problems rather than denial and avoidance of them. Mm-hmm. And third, a relationship with God inevitably, bring, inevitably brings us uh, into contact with other people who believe in God. Mm-hmm. And there's other supporting, uh, supportive, caring relationships. I think we should put a note in that because that would be like an awesome, like, podcast within itself to uh, it to unpack yeah. and just those three things right there. So thank you so much for touching on those. Sure. What's the second thing in, you know, developing resilience? Yeah, the second of the four research-based factors is to mind, I, this is my terminology, mind how you're thinking. Vengeful and hopeless thinking kills. That's very, very very uh, well documented in the research literature, both medically and psychologically. You mean killing the other person or like harming them is not going to make me feel better or like or <laughs> yeah. <upheld> my resilience? <laughs> Delicious as that might sound at times, it literally, quite literally kills you and me yeah. to harbor yeah. those vengeful and hopeless, hopeless kinds of thoughts. By contrast, research study after study has shown that practicing gratitude is good for the heart and good for the brain. Uh, Gratitude in particular uh, promotes circulation of something, uh, a hormone that the heart puts out called atrial natriuretic factor that quiets the whole system, whole nervous system. So mind how we're thinking, and part of minding how we're thinking is uh, developing acceptance of change and loss. While it seems, and it is, very personal when it occurs to you and me, 
It, everyone goes through it. Everyone goes through change and loss in some way at some time. So Mm -hmm. it's important to develop the acceptance that says, I'm not being picked on by the universe or God or anybody else here. Right. I don't like what's happened at all, but these kinds of things happen to the whole human race. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's so important because it, you know, when we get into a space where we don't have perspective, because we're not connecting, we're not talking to someone, um, we can believe that we have been pegged by the universe and whoever's up there running everything to be picked on and defeated and isolated. And, you know, and when we start to feel that way, um, I recall reading in some resilience literature several years ago, and this is, this is profound. It's very simple. Stress is stressful. Mm-hmm. Pain is painful. And no one in life gets a pass. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important because whatever form of resilience uh, people need to develop in order to be healthy, um, whatever your backstory, we all have something that we have to overcome. Mm-hmm. And it's good to know that God has programmed within us the ability to do that if we follow these steps you're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. And I I really resonate with your term, programmed within us. Uh, David, uh, the uh, King David of the Bible, realized when he was meditating on uh, where was God when I was crawling through the caves and on the run from Saul and the Israeli army. The more he meditated on that, the more he realized how present God had been, not just all the days of his life, but even before he was born, that God was involved knitting him together in in his mother's womb, which is to say, uh, in our terms, putting those potentials, speaking those potentials into you and me. Oh, I like that. That's good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, a third mind factor or a psychological factor is to get unstuck from dwelling on what you've lost Uh, which is very difficult, or get unstuck from dwelling on what you fear and to begin to visualize what you want instead. Move Mm. from what I've lost or what I'm afraid of to what I want. Mm -hmm. Now, I would add that here is one of those places where talking with a psychologist or a counselor uh, or a pastor could really help Mm -hmm. spell that out. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you labeled out a third um, and really getting busy answering the question, you know, why am I still here? And that finding purpose, which could be a whole nother conversation as well. Yeah, that's for sure. I'll turn uh, to the scripture here. The author of Ecclesiastes uh, describes how he tried one thing after another to uh, find, try to find purpose. And uh, he was very poetic in dis- dis- uh, describing the outcome here. Each one of these things he determined was, quote, vanity and striving after wind, close quote. In other mm-hmm. words, it didn't satisfy whatever it was. So instead of the our culture's uh, famous uh, dictum that he who dies with the most toys wins, find out who and for what you are still here. Um and what is the, what is your purpose? Um, I might just add, mention uh, two good places to start on this uh, and get a perspective on this. Some some books that I think anyone, whether they're a, a Christian believer or not, would find uh, pretty engaging. 
The first one is uh, one that we're all familiar with from our graduate school days called <laughs> yes. Man's Search for Meaning mm -hmm. yes. by Victor, V-I-K-T-O-R, Frankel, F-R-A-N-K-L. Uh, and the second one is uh, one called The Choice by a woman named Edna Eva Egger, E-G-G-E-R. Both of these folks uh, survived concentration camps, which I think you'll agree with me was human cruelty at its darkest and most intentional. Mm -hmm. Both yeah. of them became active contributors. They found, and, and I guess my, my point here is if they found meaning after what they had seen and experienced, you and I can also. Yeah, and just to put a cap on that, I heard um, a survivor speak in Peoria, uh, some years ago when my son was still in high school and, and my wife and I took him uh, with us to hear her speak and someone asked her, did she have animosity, bitterness and resentment toward the German people and uh, what was her life currently? Hmm. And um, it, it was amazing to hear her say, no, I've traveled to Germany three times. Um, I've met with people. I've talked with people who were a part of that era. And she said, I have forgiven them. God has given me a new life. He has watched over me. He has given me the power to uh, survive and to be resilient, to write a book, uh, to raise a family. And I just couldn't take it anymore, being the extrovert I am. I, I stood up and I said, ma'am, I said, that is a powerful story. And none of us here, I'm sure, have ever experienced what you did. I believe you deserve a round of applause for what you've come through. And about 200 people stood up and, and clapped for her. I just, I thought, that is so amazing. Yeah. And it puts our own issues in perspective. It sure does. When we start to think about that. Yeah. And so, like we said, uh, maybe to summarize this, is that regardless of what our history is, regardless of what our backstory is, whether we consider it light in compared to someone else or whether it's heavy, God has so designed us that we can do this. Yeah. Just follow the steps that you've clearly articulated for us, Dr. Hammond. And if we can plug into that, we can be well. Yeah. Well said. Well said. I love that summary. I love the information that you've shared. Um, I'm going to go ahead and jump into the fourth thing that you laid out here was just like taking care of where we live, which is, you know, taking care of our bodies. Right. Let me just uh, remind us all that by the mind, mm -hmm. it's important to think of that as the neural wiring from head to the tip of the toes with the three way stations, brain, heart and gut. So taking care of where we live, our whole body uh, is very important to foundational to resilience. Um, it can be very tempting to kill the pain when we're going through things with alcohol, food, sex in the form of pornography, whatever, whatever it is. But those fixes then lead to addictions. Now, yes, they do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now we have two problems, whatever or whoever we lost and whatever we now, quote, just have to have, close quote. We need to be very clear that we all have numbing behavior, so it's important to identify kind of what are our go-tos. Exactly, whatever they are. Absolutely, because yeah. yeah. it's really easy to look at someone who's engaged in, you know, some sort of major substance abuse and say, okay, well, 
they have the issue, I don't, and that's not quite mm-hmm. true. No, no. All of us are capable of numbing, that's for sure. But whatever I, my numbing or your numbing is during these times of adversity, get help to get off that track. Mm-hmm. Move off that numbing that's track. for sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The f- second aspect of taking care of where you live, your body is basically res- reasonable exercise and diet. Uh, and reasonable exercise can be walking. Uh, it doesn't have to be, you know, the aerobics class, although that's nice too. Uh, and, uh, you know, reasonable exercise and diet. And finally, what I call M&Ms, movement mm-hmm. and meditation. I was going to say it's going to be the chocolate. It's got to be one of my numbing go-tos. <laughs> that's, that's a great <laughs> fix, I think, yeah. <laughs> so in, in light of everything, you know, that we've discussed today, are there any like concluding thoughts that you'd like to leave with us about resiliency? Well, I think what I'd like to do is tip my hat once again to that uh, person who overcomes, uh, overcame so much in her life, Helen Keller. Mm-hmm. Her comment was, a happy life consists not in the absence, but in the mastery of hardship. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. something to meditate on right there. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. I, that is powerful. Well, you know, folks, I think over the course of this um, podcast or, you know, this episode, we've, we've discussed quite a bit. And I think there are definitely different things that we can unpack later um, and probably will at some point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, but if there's anything that's been said today that you have found helpful, we strongly encourage you to listen to it again, because there's probably things you'll pick up the second time around that you didn't the first. We yes. also ask that you share this episode with other, you know, family, friends and loved ones who you think would be encouraged by this because resiliency is a topic that really never goes out of style because the truth is we're always going to be going through something Mm. and we're going to need to have the ability to bounce back um, to return to you know a state of being and then also to grow through it as well and we're so grateful that the lord has you know really programmed us to be able to do that and to have relationships with people who can help us develop that in our lives as well so howard you want to send us off as always As always, dear folks, thank you for listening, and God bless, and shalom. The information contained in our podcast and on our social media pages is for informational purposes only. All views expressed are solely those of the individuals involved and do not represent the opinions of any entity whatsoever with which we have been, are now, or will be affiliated. The information is not meant to diagnose or treat any mental health condition. If you are experiencing mental health symptoms, we encourage you to contact a mental health provider in your community. If you are experiencing a mental health emergency, please call 911 or go to the nearest emergency room.